0: A late night standoff with police. The aftermath and the arrest you will only see here on CTV News Toronto. Good evening. A fresh example of gun violence on our city streets. And a reminder of the dangers police in this region face each day.
1: A 35-year-old man faces attempted murder charges tonight. Accused of firing it at officers from inside his house. Our Austin Delaney has the details and the exclusive footage. Austin.
2: Well, the head of the Gangs and Guns Task Force says this was not a TV movie. This was a real thing, real life. He said his officers were attempting to arrest a man on gun charges when he pulled out a gun and started firing. Neighbors say by the end of it, a dozen shots had been fired at police. The stillness of the evening in this quiet Scarborough neighbourhood shattered by the sound of gunfire.
3: I heard like one shot and then I came back and I heard like a few more shots.
2: The shots aimed at plainclothes police THERE TO ARREST THE SUSPECT, WANTED FOR THE RECKLESS DISCHARGING OF A GUN IN MARCH. BUT OFFICERS SAY HE WAS NOT GOING
4: DOWN WITHOUT A FIGHT. AT WHICH POINT HE fled ON FOOT IN AN ATTEMPT TO EVADE ARREST. UPON FLEEING, THE SUSPECT TURNED, were ALLEGING PRODUCED A HANDGUN AND FIRED MULTIPLE ROUNDS AT THE OFFICERS WHO WERE FORCED TO TAKE IMMEDIATE COVER TO PROTECT THEMSELVES.
2: They say he ran into his home and continued shooting at police.
5: Because our back door is beside his back door and he goes to the basement apartment through the back door, he was shooting at our house through his back basement window. So we have nine bullet holes in the wall and two went through the door into our house.
2: After about two hours of intense negotiation, 35-year-old Thomas James McMahon surrendered to police and is now facing three counts of attempted murder and a slew of other gun-related charges. For neighbours, it was frightening.
5: But the hole through the back door is pretty big. It's lodged in the wall between the dining room and the kitchen.
2: Uh, SO IT'S A GOOD THING WE WEREN'T IN THE KITCHEN. INVESTIGATORS SAY THIS IS THE KIND OF VIOLENCE POLICE NOW FACE ON A REGULAR BASIS.
4: THE REALITY is, IS THIS IS NOT A NETFLIX SHOW, OKAY? SO THIS IS NOT NETFLIX, THIS IS NOT SOMETHING PEOPLE ARE WATCHING, THIS IS REAL. FROM THE
2: TORONTO POLICE ASSOCIATION. THIS LEVEL OF VIOLENCE AND COMPLETE DISREGARD FOR THE LIVES OF OFFICERS CANNOT BE TOLERATED. OUR MEMBERS DO NOT DESERVE THIS, AND YET THEY CONTINUE TO PUT THEIR UNIFORMS ON EVERY SINGLE DAY AND REPORT FOR WORK. WE ARE THANKFUL NO MEMBER OR CITIZEN WAS HURT LAST NIGHT. ENOUGH IS ENOUGH. AS MANY AS A DOZEN SHOTS FIRED, NONE BY POLICE THERE TO MAKE THE ARREST. And McMahon has a lengthy criminal record. He has been in and out of prison several times on gun charges and armed robbery. At the time of his arrest last night, there were two court orders prohibiting him from having a firearm. Reporting
1: live, I'm Austin Delaney. All right, thank you, Austin. The funeral for the two South Simcoe officers killed in the line of duty last week will be held tomorrow morning. Constables Morgan Russell and Devon Northrup died after being shot inside a home in Innisfil last week. There were private visitations for both officers today. South Simcoe Police will hold a private service at 11 tomorrow morning at the Salden Arena in Barrie. Members of the public are invited to observe the funeral procession as it travels from the Adams Funeral Home and the steckley Gooderham Funeral Home to the arena. A live stream will be made available by South Simcoe Police and we'll have live coverage of that in the noon hour tomorrow and on our website. Parents, you may want to sit down. Schools may be approaching strike territory.
0: Talks between the province and the union representing thousands of support workers have broken down, leaving many with the question, what happens now? Queen's Park reporter Siobhan Morris joins us with some of those answers. Siobhan. Michelle, CUPE members are still about 15 days away from being able to
5: go on strike, but listening to the language from both the government and QP representatives today it certainly raises the prospect of this labor dispute coming to a head. MEDIATION BETWEEN SCHOOL SUPPORT WORKERS AND THE GOVERNMENT WAS CUT SHORT AFTER TWO AND A HALF DAYS. THE TWO SIDES ARE JUST TOO FAR APART.
0: UNFORTUNATELY, THERE HAS NOT BEEN ANY MOVEMENT BY THE FORD GOVERNMENT TOWARDS ACCEPTING OUR REASONABLE, AFFORDABLE, AND ABSOLUTELY NECESSARY PROPOSALS.
5: CUPE AND THE GOVERNMENT HAVE BOTH DUG IN THEIR HEELS ON WAGE INCREASES.
3: WHEN THE GOVERNMENT COMES IN AT 8 POINTS AND THE UNION'S REQUESTING JUST ON THE SALARY LEVELS, YOU KNOW, OVER 35% OVER THREE YEARS, um, it, that gap is large.
5: CUPE's position is that wages have been suppressed for too long, with many members earning less than $40,000 a year. We have folks every day who tell me, if I do not see a substantial raise, I will not be able to continue as an education worker. CUPE and government negotiators will hook up with a mediator again November 1st, two days before the union is in a legal strike position.
3: We still can land a deal. It requires us to be reasonable. We want the union to come to the table with something that is affordable. And fair that keeps kids in school.
5: CUPE would have to give five days' notice of any work action. In 2019, the union started with a rollback on service, skipping some cleaning and administrative tasks. We do know that when we did work to rule last time, it did not provide adequate pressure for this government and these employers. Who's with us? Workers. Who's against us? Or... It took the threat of a full blown strike to come to a deal. THE GROUP THAT SPEAKS FOR SCHOOL BOARDS DOESN'T EXPECT IT COULD KEEP SCHOOLS OPEN FOR LONG WHERE CUPE REPRESENTS MANY WORKERS BUT THE GOVERNMENT MAY INTERVENE FIRST.
3: THE GOVERNMENT HAS BEEN CLEAR WE WILL STAND UP TO ENSURE KIDS REMAIN IN SCHOOL.
5: WITH THE POSSIBILITY OF LEGISLATION TO FORCE A DEAL OR WORKERS BACK ON THE JOB STILL IN THE MIX. Now, this possibility of a strike only affects school support workers represented by CUPE. In the background, negotiations are still happening with teachers' unions. I asked Stephen Lecce if he was trying to send a message or whether he was really negotiating with those unions and, as well, and he said that he hopes those teachers' unions take note of the way these discussions are unfolding. Reporting live from Queen's Park, I'm
0: Siobhan Morris. Michelle. Back to you. Thank you, Siobhan. Meantime, commuters across the GTA may be facing service interruptions soon. The union, representing Metrolink's workers, has voted in favor of a strike if a deal isn't made. More than 2,000 employees, including Go Transit bus drivers, station attendants, and safety officers, would be walking off the job as early as October 31st. Key issues include job security relating to hiring contract workers from outside companies. Negotiations with Metrolinx began back in April.
1: Inflation is slowing, but a lot of things are still pretty pricey, especially groceries. Still ahead, we'll serve up details of today's news from Stats Canada and some tips to cut costs at the checkout
4: counter.
0: A gray and dreary Wednesday as we take a live look at our city tonight. Clouds in the skies, some wet conditions, but there are sunny days ahead. We promise eventually. Lindsay Morrison is here with a look at the current conditions and it's looking a bit messy behind you there.
6: Yeah, I'm glad you gave everyone something to look forward to, Michelle, because tonight, boy oh boy, it is cold, it is wet, and it is windy. We've got some pretty heavy rain making its way through Toronto, York, and Durham region right now. We've got some wet snow to the northwest of the city, and we have winter weather travel advisories in effect for areas like Blue Mountains, Orangeville over toward Huntsville and Gravenhurst accumulating snow is possible in these areas through the night tonight and into tomorrow morning. We'll talk about that coming up. We've got some strong winds right now out of the west gusting to around 40 kilometres per hour likely to strengthen through the night tonight. Temperatures are on the cool side in the single digits. Five degrees only right now at Pearson International. We'll talk about just how much snow is in the forecast coming up for now though Michelle back to you.
0: Thank you Lindsay In Mississauga, a truck caused quite a bit of traffic for several hours this morning. Shortly after 7.30, a dump truck with its bin raised hit an overpass in the express lanes just past Mississauga Road and became stuck in the upright position. Engineers spent the better half of the day using a cherry picker to assess the damage making sure the structure of that overpass was safe at around 1 this afternoon workers managed to get the bin down and remove the truck from the highway all eastbound express lanes of the 401 in mississauga were closed for about seven hours
1: and turning to more trouble on the roads this morning take a look at this three-car crash of the eastbound collector lanes of the 401 in mississauga near mavis road as the camera pans over the highway barrier, you can see this happened beside where the truck was overturned. Right, OPP tweeted this video reminding drivers to be alert when behind the wheel. It's unclear if there were any injuries as a result of this collision. we learning more about the young victim of an Ajax stabbing over the weekend.
0: Tonight, friends have come forward to tell his story and honour his memory. Chun Li Thong reports.
7: Arun Vignasarwaraja was known as a leader known for playing soccer, known as someone who enriches a community. He, he's like, spreads love. So like everybody, you cannot n- not love everyone. Originally from Brampton, Vigneserwaranja was the valedictorian of Sandalwood Heights Secondary School. He was on the Dean's List in university, a star at Jarvis SC Academy. And in 2012, he was the youngest recruit for an international team of Tamil soccer players called Tamli Lam F.A. He played in the NCAA and then for the University of Toronto, known as a leader long after his competitive days were over. Leading his players, uh, leading the team, and and not just our team. It's, it's not just about our team, like the the overall soccer community. Brendan Ramalingam has been a friend and teammate for 15 years. He's speaking at the request of Arun's family, family he was close with. Today, they're all struggling. Uh, it's still disbelief. Like, I can't believe he's gone. He's still on all of my social medias. Like, I still have our last conversations, like, looking back on it, like, you don't believe he's gone. On Saturday, around 2 in the morning, Arun was stabbed in the chest outside King's Castle Bar and Grill in Ajax, the 28-year-old dying shortly afterwards. A 33-year-old man has been charged with second-degree murder. Ramalingam says the incident was out of character. Arun's story was not supposed to end like this. What I look at now is, like, so much potential cut short, right? Like, um, you know, he, he, he would have been a prominent role model on our team. A lot of people had a lot of things to look forward to from Arun. Vignes Awaraja was married last fall, working as a marketing manager at Bell, and the last conversation he had with Brynden was about a new adventure back on the pitch. It was about coaching and how he could get involved and like, you know, what his steps were and what he was looking towards doing with our team and and you know inspiring the youth. A new dream never realized. A community builder lost a community now in mourning. Sean Thong, CTV News.
0: Knife violence is also a concern for police in Toronto tonight and parents in the city's East End.
1: A stabbing near a Danforth elementary school this morning sent a young woman to hospital and forced the relocation of dozens of children. Our Janice Golding has the details.
8: There is a trail of blood that crosses Danforth Avenue at Patricia. Signs of a vicious confrontation that started behind a Toronto public school.
6: I don't like hearing it. Uh, To me, this is a great, safe community. Love this part of Danforth.
9: Just a bit concerned about the rise in sort of violent crimes in this area.
7: It's always happened. Like I said, i lived here my whole life. I've heard it happen a lot
8: of times. You can see beer bottles and LCBO bags littering the benches in the schoolyard of Gledhill Jr. Public School, the site where police say an argument broke out, escalating from verbal to physical. The victim, a young woman who made her way to a nearby gas station.
10: It's an act of violence against any person. is not nice or, or forgivable. Scary, <laughs> because I'm not that far off from it. Well,
6: it's sad. I mean, I, I've been in Toronto this area 57 years. You can sleep with your doors open.
8: First responders were called at 4:42 a.m. and discovered the young woman sitting in a pool of blood. She was taken to hospital with life-threatening injuries. Now, Glad Hill Junior Public School was shut down this morning due to the investigation, with students going instead to D.A. Morris in Middle School, which is about a 15-minute walk away. We have confirmed with the school board, however, that classes will resume here tomorrow as usual. Janice Golding, CTV News.
0: Toronto police have issued a public alert about an arrest in a romance and investment fraud scheme investigation and they believe there may be more victims. They say between February of 2020 and June of last year, the accused met victims on various dating platforms. Police say he pretended to be a financial advisor and would suggest short-term, high-return investments. Police allege he received approximately $460,000 from his victims and their families. 36-year-old Jaspal Tiara is charged with five counts of fraud over $5,000.
1: An OPP arrested a man in Innisfil early this morning. Few details are known about the circumstances surrounding the investigation, but police temporarily evacuated the area of Huron Court shortly after 8.30. About two hours later, OPP say they made contact with a man who barricaded himself in a home. He later surrendered and was taken into custody. Police say they'll provide updates when they become available. You've likely noticed your grocery bill higher than usual over the last few months as record inflation looms over the economy.
0: However, even with new data showing inflation is cooling, the cost of groceries continues to climb. Rahim Ladani is in studio with more. Raheem, life still isn't cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap, Michelle and Nathan. I'll tell you, whether it's meat, dairy,
3: fresh veggies or baked goods, all of these items are costing more. However, there are some ways to help make your money go further. With every jar of peanut butter and cut of steak, Canadians are noticing the same thing, high prices.
7: We have this inflation problem in Canada that's not going away.
3: The good news is September's rate of inflation came in at 6.9%. It's the third straight monthly decrease. Filling up your tank has actually gotten cheaper. The price at the pump fell 7.4% this month. But the same cannot be said for food, with grocery prices hitting a 41-year high. If you
4: show up at the grocery store without knowing the actual market value of those products, you you will pay too much.
11: They earned back $8 in points. One way people are
3: trying to cut costs? Couponing.
11: Let's say your average grocery shop, using coupons, price matching points, you can usually save about $20 to $30 a shop.
12: Okay, we're here. Let's get started.
3: Nicole Schobrock so says price app, matching sorry. is a great way to save without having to shop at multiple stores. Here's her example.
11: Today I'm going to price match this butter. So I open up the ReBee app, I search for the butter, I found it cheaper at No Frills, so I check the dates, I check the size, I make sure everything's correct. Then I go to the till, let them know I have a price match and show them the flyer.
3: Another way to put more money in your pocket could actually be with the CRA if you haven't filed your taxes.
12: That means you're not getting the child benefit credit, you're not getting GST credits, especially if you're low income. There's actually a company called Family Tax Recovery, they'll go back on your taxes 10 years, see if you've missed credits or benefits.
3: Economists predict the Bank of Canada will keep raising interest rates to curb inflation and that the Canadian economy is likely headed towards a recession.
7: Historically, it's very hard to get away from these conditions without at least a modest recession. And, I mean, technically that is what we're looking at through the turn of the year.
3: Keeping Canadians monitoring their spending into 2023. Now, the Bank of Canada's next interest rate announcement will be next Wednesday. Economists say we could see a 75 basis point hike. If that happens, that would take the overnight rate up to 4%, something we haven't experienced since early 2008. Reporting live, I'm Raheem
0: Ladani. Michelle, back to you. Thank you, Raheem. And some candid moments today from the federal finance minister on the path forward for the economy. Christian Freeland warned an economic slowdown is coming for both Canada and the world as a whole. But she says the country has the fiscal capacity to support those who need it. Experts have warned a recession is increasingly likely as rising interest rates slam the brakes on an overheating economy. The Bank of Canada says more rate hikes are needed to bring down inflation.
1: In British Columbia, colleagues are remembering an RCMP officer who was killed responding to a call on Tuesday.
13: Constable Yang worked with our police mental health and homeless outreach team where she was a valuable member. She was compassionate and caring and she brought those skills every day to her job, working with our community's most vulnerable, including those experiencing homelessness and
1: mental health issues. 31-year-old Constable Shailen Yang and a Burnaby bylaw officer were engaging with someone camping in a tent in a park Tuesday when an altercation broke out. Yang was stabbed and was taken to hospital where she later died. The suspect was shot and has since been charged with first-degree murder. Yang is the fifth police officer to be killed in the line of duty in Canada in just over five weeks.
0: There are new revelations from the inquiry looking into the federal government's use of powers during the Freedom Convoy protests. As
1: the rallies grew more entrenched in Ottawa's downtown core, tensions increased between city officials and police. CTV's Annie Bergeron-Oliver reports.
12: It was all hands on deck when the truckers arrived. But within days, talks between police negotiators and protesters broke down. And it became clear outside help was needed.
4: There may not be a policing solution to this demonstration.
11: We did not have the resources inside Ottawa Police, nor did we have the expertise in terms of, um, you know, setting out a a real plan on how you're going to get this tiger by the
12: tail. Early briefing notes show Ottawa police anticipated up to 2,000 protesters and warned that the service's intelligence suggested that some participants being arrested, injured, or even being killed was viewed as achieving a level of martyrdom rather than a deterrent.
4: Were you briefed on any contingency plans in the event that the protesters didn't leave at the end of the weekend?
11: I think that we were aware there was possibility THAT THEY WOULDN'T ALL LEAVE. BUT LISTENING TO THE CHIEF, THE PROBABILITY WAS THAT THEY WOULD.
12: THROUGHOUT MOST OF THE CONVOY, Um, DIANE DEANS WAS THE CHAIR OF THE OTTAWA POLICE CIVILIAN OVERSIGHT BOARD. TODAY, uh, SHE SUGGESTED POLICE DOWNPLAYED THE POTENTIAL SERIOUSNESS OF THE PROTESTS AND KEPT CONTINGENCY AND OPERATIONAL PLANS SECRET.
11: WE NEVER SAW A DETAILED OPERATIONAL PLAN THROUGHOUT UNTIL CLOSE TO THE VERY END.
12: DESPITE PRESSURE MOUNTING ON POLICE AND CITY OFFICIALS TO CLEAR OUT THE CONVOY SUPPORTERS, DEAN SAYS OFFICERS FROM FORCES OF ALL LEVELS WERE SLOW TO SHOW UP. THE RESOURCES
11: THAT WE'RE GETTING NOW ARE JUST ALLOWING US TO DO WHAT WE'RE DOING. THEY'RE NOT ALLOWING US TO ADVANCE ANY FURTHER. AND, YOU KNOW, WE HAVE A WHOLE CITY TO POLICE.
12: Although Ottawa police told city officials that the protest would only last a couple of days, a new document table today showed the OPP had intelligence that organizers of the convoy had expressed no clear departure date. Annie Bergeron-Oliver, CTV News, Ottawa.
1: Russian President Vladimir Putin has imposed martial law in four occupied regions of Ukraine as Moscow hopes to boost its faltering war effort. Speaking with members of Russia's Security Council, Putin also called for the creation of a special council to address a series of major defeats at the hands of Ukrainian forces. Meanwhile, Russian-installed officials have ordered the evacuation of Kherson, warning residents of an imminent Ukrainian attack.
0: And today, CTV's chief international correspondent Paul Workman sat down for an interview with the Ukrainian president. Vladimir Zelensky. thanked Canada for its ongoing assistance as his country pushes back against Russia's invasion.
8: It's a very powerful support. Not every state can boast of that amount, uh, although at the same time Trudeau is not boasting. I am, again, very grateful to him. I realize that this is not the money of the government, but first of all, it is the money of the society and the taxpayers. So I'm truly grateful.
0: The interview also touched on the recent drone attacks on Ukrainian cities and Zelensky's declaration that Ukraine won't give up land as part of any peace deal with Russia. And you can watch Paul Workman's full interview with Ukraine's president tonight on CTV National News at 11, here on CTV, on CTV News Channel as well, and ctvnews.ca. throws
13: it
1: down! Back on the court and back for a new season of hardcourt heroics. The Toronto Raptors are set to kick off the 2022-23 campaign tonight with some key news about a few core players. On tap tonight for the Raps, the up-and-coming Cleveland Cavaliers who narrowly missed the playoffs last year with a play-in loss to Atlanta.
0: The Raps are ready and the fans are ready. And so too is our Mike Walker, who joins us live from Scotiabank Arena courtside. Hey, Mike.
4: Hey, Michelle, Nathan, a lot of excitement. The city buzzing. No surprise, tonight's home opener is sold out. And with the core of the team returning and some new additions in the offseason, fans we've been speaking with are feeling pretty optimistic about this season. The stage is set for a new Toronto Raptors season, the campaign kicking off on home court tonight against Cleveland. going to be an
3: exciting season. They have the same kind of core team they've had for a lot, uh, since last year. It's a very
10: young team, but I feel like they can prove a lot of people wrong as they did last year.
4: The image on the big screen outside Scotia Bank Arena simply stating it begins. Fans have high but realistic expectations.
10: I think we have a good chance this year. The East is going to be tough, uh, but I but I like our chances. Definitely better than last year, you know. I think our team's got another year to grow uh, just together and, you know, figure out the defense and the offense. So I think Scotty Barnes is going to be an
13: all-star this year and we're going to get home court advantage in the first round.
4: The Raptors exceeded expectations last season with 48 wins, finishing fifth in the Eastern Conference. With most of the roster returning, Akil Augustine with NBA TV Canada says consistency is a good thing. Other guys have come back healthy, you know, because last year health was a big issue. Guys
10: played a lot of minutes. So Fred Van got some time to rest over the summer. Pascal's you know, challenged himself to be the top five players.
4: There are three new additions, including Christian Coloco, Otto Porter Jr., and Wancho Hernan Gomez. Acquisition's Augustine says will give the Raptors some much-needed depth.
10: Uh, five of the Toronto Raptors players, the starters, were top 14 in minutes. These guys are really important to you know spell those starters and give the team consistent minutes so they don't have to like, overload their players. I've
14: never been that excited about a team.
4: Superfan Nav Batia traveled with the team across the country during the preseason and says there is a lot to be optimistic about.
14: They're very gelling together. This team is the same team, same coaching staff, and a lot of young people and the new additions which are all going to help. Help us to be very competitive. But the Raptors
4: are already dealing with injuries. Ken Birch and Porter will not be in the lineup tonight. Now the Raptors confirming just a few moments ago that Chris Boucher is also out of the lineup. The team has also picked up contract options on three players. That means Rookie of the Year Scotty Barnes, Precious Achiuwa, and Malachi Flynn. Their contracts have been extended right through the 23-2024 season. You can see the players practicing on the court behind me right now. Tip-off is about an hour away. Reporting live, I'm Mike Walker. Michelle, back to you.
0: Thank you, Mike. Coming up, a grand plan for the aging Gardner Expressway East. Why Mayoral Hopeful Gil Penalosa says it's got to go to make way for a boulevard and thousands of new homes. And
15: I'm Pat Foran. Coming up on Consumer Alert, electric vehicles may be the future, and each year their batteries last longer and they can travel farther on a charge. But what if you're driving an older electric car or thinking about buying a used one replacing a battery can cost tens of thousands of dollars? All will my report just ahead.
6: Well, believe it or not, the messy weather we're getting tonight is courtesy of the same low pressure system we've been dealing with all week long. But as it spins and departs, colder air wraps around it, the winds pick up, and lake effect snow becomes possible, mainly to the south and to the east of Georgian Bay. But we could experience a few wet snowflakes here in the GTA as well. We'll talk about that. Our warm-up for the weekend is coming up in your forecast. And stay with us. We've got another full night of great shows for you right here on CTV.
0: Each year, electric vehicles become more dependable and their batteries can travel farther on a charge.
1: While there have been concerns about battery life in older EVs, they have been very reliable. But still, battery failure can happen. Pat Forn has our story on Consumer Alert. Pat.
15: Nathan and Michelle, batteries for electric cars are getting better, but even the best ones will degrade over time. Most electric vehicles come with a long warranty in case there is a problem. But when it's up, a replacement battery could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. I don't understand why they make the battery is so expensive when you want to change it. The Lau family of Scarborough bought a 2018 EV Kia Soul. They had been very happy with the all-electric vehicle, but one day it wouldn't work. Your car is had a big problem. The dealership said the vehicle needed a battery replacement and with a battery labour and taxes, it would be about $23,000. The sole came with a 160,000-kilometre warranty, which the Laos had just passed. Kia agreed to pay for half the cost. They not fully cover the cost. They just say that we can do the best is at half-half, 50%, and I pay 50%.
7: He looked it up online and... Uh came back with a $15,000 replacement uh, for the battery that's uh,
15: without labour. Ken Edwardson of St. Catharines bought a 2011 Lincoln MKZ hybrid four years ago. When the battery failed, he was shocked to be told to replace it with labour and taxes would be about $20,000. I wasn't
10: expecting that kind of a price on uh, replacing the battery in it. The EVs that you buy today are going to perform much better than those that were bought 10 years ago. At the University of Toronto
15: Electric Vehicle Research Centre, Director Olivier Trescas says battery failure is rare and should not deter anyone from buying an EV. But if you have an older one or want to buy a used one, check the warranty.
10: Those very unfortunate owners of of EVs that have to be, you know, have battery replacements, yes, it will be very expensive. And again, it all comes down to whether um, the degradation is within the warranty clause or not.
15: In the Lau's case, they decided not to replace the battery and return the car to their finance company. Kia told CTV News Kia Canada is unable to comment on the diagnosis of the vehicle or status of the battery at the time of alleged failure. Ford directed Edwardson to work with his dealership and he also elected not to replace the battery and continues to drive the car using only gas power. And there is a new electric car brand coming to Canada called VinFast. With it, you buy the car but rent the battery. By paying a monthly leasing fee for the battery, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge if there is a problem. On your side, I'm Pat Foran.
1: If you have a consumer story idea, email us at alert at ctv.ca. If you're heading to Jurassic Park perhaps to watch the game, you're talking maybe wet snow?
0: Oh, we've been the F word, <laughs> flurries, right? Come on. I get, but I guess at this time of year, it certainly happens. I guess yeah. it depends how it's going to shake out and where you are.
6: I think most of us like to at least get past Halloween before we start talking about snow. But here we are. This does happen on occasion. It's been cooler than normal. We've had some very gusty winds out there. So all the ingredients are in place for some lake effect snow. It's mainly areas outside of the GTA and the city of Toronto that are going to see it but we can't rule it out entirely here in the city. Weather is brought to you by Train, the most reliable heating and cooling brand. It's hard to stop a train. It's been snowing for a couple of days in northern parts of Ontario, and yesterday we had some snow north and west of the city. That's happening once again at this hour. Rain is uh, steady and heavy at times right now in Niagara, in through the east GTA, now just pushing into Clarington and the Kawarthas. Uh, Muskoka, you're getting some, uh, s- some rain at this time, but wet snow is going to be possible as we make our way through the nighttime hours tonight. You're one of the areas included in the special weather statement. It's a winter weather travel advisory, so this is warning of reduced visibility on the roadways. It's a warning of maybe 5 to 10 centimeters of accumulating snow once we get through tomorrow morning, so just a heads up on that. Again, the accumulations are going to be more likely in higher terrain and along grassy surfaces as opposed to the warm uh, roads that are used quite often, but in any case, plan Ahead. Here's a look at our forecast radar. Once we get those winds kicking in, we do see uh, some of the, the fetch or the reach when it comes to these lake effect bands may be extending toward the city of Toronto, so I wouldn't be too surprised to see some wet snowflakes in places like Vaughan or Uxbridge, maybe King City, and again, predominantly to the east of Georgian Bay. That's where we're expecting uh, accumulating snow, not a lot of it, but enough, and then perhaps around Waterloo region into the south of Georgian Bay, too. Uh, some more rain in the forecast for tomorrow. We have one more November-like day to get through and then conditions are going to dry out significantly as we head into the day on Friday, even more so over the weekend. Tonight's forecast low in Toronto is three degrees. That is cool enough for some wet flurries. And then tomorrow we're talking single digits once again just about everywhere. Six degrees in Collingwood, eight for you in Burlington, seven in Aurora, and then you can expect the temperature to be around five degrees in Uxbridge and four in Huntsville. But there is a pattern change coming. We're going to cool down in western Canada, get some much-needed rain, we are going to enjoy a much-needed warm-up in and around the city of Toronto and essentially all of southern Ontario. 14 degrees for the high on Friday, 17 for Saturday and Sunday. Lots of sunshine in the forecast. Conditions are looking good for Diwali on Monday. It's also election day and a good weather forecast often increases voter turnout. Looks like we could be in for a few showers by the middle part of next week. That's your look at the weather for now. Nathan, over to you.
1: All right. Thank you, Lindsay. Also tonight, Ameril Hopeful reigniting the great Gardner Expressway debate. What Gil Penalosa wants to do with the aging East portion, if elected, and why he calls John Tory's plan for it wasteful. On air, online, on every platform. Escape tragedy by mere moments. CTV News Toronto.
0: A story you'll only see here.
1: Winner of the Canadian Screen Award for Best Local Newscast. We have developing details. Watch weeknights at 6.
0: While COVID-19 hospitalizations sit at a five-month high, the province is easing its masking rules for long-term care homes. Visitors and caregivers are no longer required to wear a mask when alone with a resident in their room. They are also no longer required to confirm they're symptom-free, and long-term care homes can now set their own visitor policies. The policy change took effect on Friday.
1: Seniors advocates say time is running out to prevent a crisis in care for people with dementia. A new report from CanAge warns an influx of dementia patients could overwhelm the health care system between now and 2050. The authors warn of a national shortage in health care providers who can diagnose the condition early and manage community care. The report calls on Ottawa to collect better data as part of its national dementia strategy. It also recommends increased coordination with provinces and territories to carry out the strategy.
0: If you're concerned about your heart health, new research suggests it's a good idea to get a full night's sleep. Scientists at Columbia University analyzed sleep records for 2,000 middle-aged adults or older adults. 63% were found to sleep less than seven hours a night. And those people also had a higher prevalence of heart disease risk factors like obesity, type 2 diabetes, and high blood pressure. The authors say poor sleep can also raise stress levels and risks of depression. Which are also linked to heart health. Plans to reconstruct the Gardner Expressway East have been in the works for years, but will the development benefit residents?
1: With municipal elections around the corner, one mayoral Hopeful says we can save money and build homes if we tear it all down. CTV's Andrew Brennan has the details.
13: Oh, For decades, Penelope Tyndale has lived overlooking the Gardner Expressway. She says, once upon a time, she was one of the people actively trying to oppose plans to reconstruct the east end of the elevated highway.
9: It was something I felt that I had lost that battle, or we had lost that battle. So, And you can't change them, but we can stop other ones happening.
13: BUT FOR SOME, THE BATTLE IS NOT OVER. COUNCIL APPROVED A HYBRID OPTION TO REVITALIZE AND EXPAND THE LINK TO THE DVP BACK IN 2016. AND THE HOPES FOR SOME TO DO AWAY WITH THE EASTERN EDGE OF THE HIGHWAY AND MERGE IT WITH LAKESHORE APPEARED THEN TO HAVE DIED. BUT JOHN Tory's MAIN CHALLENGER SAYS THAT'S NOT SO.
2: THE GARDENER FIASCO. THERE IS NO BIGGER IRRESPONSIBLE SPENDING IN THE LAST EIGHT YEARS.
13: Gil Penalosa says since the city has yet to award any contracts or complete any designs, there is still time to change course and save money. The original estimate to remove the gardener was about $460 million. The hybrid option to keep it, about $1 billion. But the city updated that to nearly $1.5 billion in 2016.
2: But the last way to go about improving services uh, for the present and the future is to go back and revisit a decision made seven yeah. years ago.
13: John Tory has defended the decision and a campaign spokesperson doubled down after Penedosa's announcement saying while others attempt to reopen almost decade-old debates in an effort to change or delay important transit, transportation and infrastructure projects, the mayor is focused on moving Toronto forward and getting big things done.
11: Just imagine this neighbourhood for some-
13: But one architect and urban planner says we could create 8,000 homes for a city in a housing crisis if we did away with the Gardner.
11: Everything in urban planning we think a generation ahead. It's a slow process and we just need to ask ourselves as Torontonians what is the city that we want to see.
13: As of now the Gardner East revamp isn't set to begin until 2026 when Torontonians once again will be picking their mayor. Andrew Brennan, CTV News.
1: An important reminder, if you received a mail-in ballot in Toronto, if you'd like your vote to count, it must be received by election officials by this Friday at noon. While you can still put your ballot in a mailbox, officials recommend using one of the secure drop boxes available in all 25 wards. We have extensive coverage of the election race on our website. See who's running for city council in your ward and read about the key issues at ctvnewstoronto.ca.
0: Friends star Matthew Perry is opening up about his life and his health struggles in a new interview. Perry appears on the cover of People magazine talking about his time on Friends and his journey to sobriety. The 53-year-old says he nearly died a few years ago after suffering a colon condition linked to opioid overuse. Perry shared the interview in advance of the release of his book titled Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing*.
1: Stars Tonight is brought to you by Last Man's Bad
13: Boy.
2: Who's better? Nobody. Helping kids fight the flu tomorrow on CP24 Breakfast. Sound advice for parents struggling with the shortage of pain and fever meds. CP24 Breakfast, where Toronto gets its everything every morning.
4: This was an extremely reckless and overtly brazen attempt to do serious bodily harm to police officers are attempting to remove an alleged shooter from our streets in relation to a previous incident.
0: Updating our top stories, a 35-year-old man is facing multiple charges including attempted murder in connection with a standoff in Scarborough last night. No injuries were reported and the suspect was arrested without incident following negotiations with police.
5: We want to be in schools. We want to be doing the work that we love. We can't afford to do it any longer.
3: Stay at the table. Work with the government. Let's get a deal we can all live with that
1: keeps kids in class. Mediation between the province and its education workers has broken down, with the union saying it's very possible that a strike could be coming next month. The mediators requested the sides resume talks November 1st. Workers will be in a legal strike position November 3rd.
14: We depend, we depend on our fans to give us the home court advantage.
0: The Raptors will begin a new campaign tonight, taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers in both their home and season opener. The team is hoping to build off last year's success when they shocked the league by making the playoffs after finishing last in their division the previous season.
1: In business, Canadian inflation came in lower for the third month in a row, but at 6.9%, it was still higher than most economists had predicted. As b Bloomberg's Jacqueline Hansen tells us, it's putting pressure on the Bank of Canada to do more.
14: Inflation cooled slightly last month, but it is proving to be more stubborn than many analysts had expected. Prices at the gas pump dropped and that helped, but they increased for goods such as furniture and vehicles, as well as mortgage interest costs and especially food. Grocery prices increased by the most in more than 40 years. The Bank of Canada has been raising interest rates to try to slow spending and hopefully cool inflation. The central bank makes its next rate decision in one week. Markets had been expecting a hike of 50 basis points but after today's inflation data that's gone up to 75 Netflix shares jumped more than 10% today after the streaming giant reported it added more than double the number of subscribers in its latest quarter than expected. And Netflix said it anticipates adding even more by the end of the year. Netflix is set to launch its new ad-supported plan in Canada next month for roughly half the price of its least expensive plan currently. Meanwhile, Tesla reported after markets closed today. Elon Musk's electric vehicle maker missed revenue expectations. And as a result, shares are down in after hours trading. Tesla says, though, it is sticking with its target to boost output of its vehicles this year by 50 percent. Some analysts, though, have gotten more pessimistic about its ability to get that done. Let's take a look at some of the closing market numbers for today. The Canadian dollar is trading slightly lower at 72.63 cents U.S. West Texas Intermediate Oil gained more than $2 to about $85 U.S. a barrel. And Western Canadian Select gained almost $2 to roughly $57 U.S. a barrel. As for stock markets, the TSX fell after two days of gains to 18,674.4. That is the latest in business. I'm Jacqueline Hansen of B&M Bloomberg.
9: More and more people are wondering how we can all live together in this bustling city. I'm Andrea Case at the Art Gallery of Ontario, where a new exhibit has a few suggestions.
3: Tonight, a conversation with Ukraine's president, including his thoughts on Canada's contribution.
8: This is more than partnership.
3: Perspective from Volodymyr Zelensky as the war with Russia reaches an alarming new
9: level. Later on CTV National News.
0: And a reminder, the CTV News at 6 podcast is available as a download every weeknight. And you can also listen to the newscast live on News Talk 1010.
1: Get Toronto's top stories, breaking news alerts, and watch live. Download the CTV News app. How do you solve the issue of housing in Toronto?
0: It's on the minds of many voters and could be the solution, be finding a way to learn to live together. That's the theme of a new exhibit at the Art Gallery of Ontario. And CTV's Andrea Case is there. Tell us more, Andrea.
9: Michelle and Nathan, good evening, yes. Now, the exhibit is small, meaningful, and visionary, but the man behind it is already making a difference in the city. Mervish Village, anchored by the iconic Honest Ed's department store, was demolished in 2017 to make way for this, a new community designed by Vancouver architect Gregory Henriquez.
10: 100% rental housing, and 33% of it is affordable rental, with, with funding from the Canadian government.
9: When complete, there will be over 900 rental homes which are desperately needed. It almost feels like
12: maybe I I can't live here anymore and I should be considering something else.
9: Invest in public services,
10: invest in people and not the corporation so much.
9: In 2021, Enriquez's concept called How We Can All Live Together was displayed at the Venice Biennale, an international exhibition of architecture and is now on display at the Art Gallery of Ontario.
10: Seeing our cities as incubators, uh... for everyone everywhere we all get to live and grow and uh... one of the best ways to do that is to capture some of the the equity created in the development process to do good it's a form of like you can call it a tax on the development
9: forcing builders to include affordable housing in every project the exhibit is called ghetto referencing what is believed to be the first ghetto. In the 16th century, Jewish people were exiled, stripped of their rights by the papacy and sent to Venice.
10: It's both uh, part of our history, our collective history in terms of segregation, uh, which has happened to many peoples over time all over the world and continues to happen, but it's also was a, a way in which the Jewish people could maintain their culture in a time of persecution.
9: IN ghetto, HIS THEORETICAL VISION IS A PLACE WHERE 1,000 IRANIAN REFUGEES AND TIMESHARE AMERICAN TOURISTS CAN EXIST IN A COMMUNITY WITH SHARED PARKS, SERVICES AND AMENITIES.
10: HOPEFULLY WHAT, what I'D LIKE THEM TO SEE IS, is, is AN OPTIMISTIC VISION FOR HUMANITY. THIS EXHIBIT IS AN ATTEMPT TO PORTRAY THAT TO THE ARCHITECTURAL COMMUNITY, AND SO HOPEFULLY SOME OF THAT WILL uh, SPILL OUT TO you know, EVERYDAY CITIZENS AS THEY COME AND SEE IT AS WELL.
9: A graphic novel is also available detailing uh, the project itself. And the exhibit is on right now at the Art Gallery of Ontario. And there's no date as to when it will be leaving. So anytime you're in the neighborhood, pop by and take a look. Reporting live from Jackman Hall at the Art Gallery of Ontario, I'm Andrea Case. Nathan and Michelle, I'll send it back to you. Thank you,
0: Andrea. Well, we have some active weather to contend with. The same goes for tomorrow. But I think by the weekend, all the flurries will be forgotten.
1: Yeah, that's the good news because it's like a nice stretch of sun and in- above seasonal for a few days.
6: For sure. So we've been in, locked in one pattern for this week and then we're going to be in a totally different one for a number of days once we make it to the weekend. But of course, we have to get through a night like tonight. It's a good night to stay at home, maybe curl up with a blanket. But if you do have to head out and about, here's a look at what we're dealing with on the satellite and radar. We've had some clearing happen in the West GTA, but there's some wet snow happening further north and west of that. And the rain is still pretty steady for the East GTA. One more look at the Winter Weather Travel Advisory that's in effect for tonight and for tomorrow, uh, thanks to some lake effect snow bands that could form. Tonight's lows are on the cool side of seasonal. It's going to be another chilly start to the day tomorrow. Keep the umbrella handy for one more day. Then we're looking at drier conditions into Friday, warmer by the weekend. Ah, it's just so nice to enjoy that long-range forecast. Conditions looking great right through Monday, Michelle and Nathan. Sounds wonderful. Thank you, Lindsay. And be sure to join Omar Satchadina tonight at 11 for
0: CTV National News, followed by Zoraida Allman with our next local newscast at 1130.
1: In the meantime, our coverage continues anytime on CB24 and online at ctvnewstoronto.ca.
0: For Lindsay Morrison and all of us here at CTV News, thank you for watching and have a great night.
1: Good night.